0: different perspective ready for provocative conversation intriguing stories and inspiration then don't touch that dial welcome to talk with Francesca she'll give you something to talk about all week long
1: now here's Francesca hi everyone you are tuned in to talk with Francesca I'm Francesca and in the next hour you're going to know a little bit a lot bit actually more than you do now so stay with me here my web address is talkwithfrancesca.com, and if you miss part of this show or you want to listen to any of hundreds of other episodes of Talk with Francesca, you can go right on over to my iTunes page and listen there. This show is sponsored by Antico Forno in the North End, when you will only accept the absolute best in Italian food, great service, and a really fun setting. Antico Forno is your go-to spot. I know because it also happens to be my favorite. Okay, we're going to dive right in. We have a very, very interesting guest tonight. But let me ask you first, are you tired of feeling like you're on a hamster wheel? Or do you feel like your life is just an endless to-do list? Do you find yourself thinking, this can't be all there is? If the answer is a huge resounding yes, then you're going to want to grab your favorite liquid libation and get ready to hear how you can live life on your terms. Often introduced as a best-selling author, mentor, consultant, and more, Ellie Sheffy is also an abuse and rape survivor. She has lived in her car and eaten the food restaurants were throwing away at the end of the night. Can you just imagine? On top of all that... She is a cancer survivor and a medical miracle who has spent the last two decades defying doctors' death deadlines. I like that. So if you're ready to take your power back, you're going to want to hear what Ellie has to say tonight. So big welcome to you, Ellie. Thanks for joining us tonight on Talk with Francesca. It's great to have you with us.
2: Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here.
1: Well, thank you. You've lived quite a life. Uh, You obviously know what it's like to be unseen, unheard, and undervalued, I'd say. Um, But before we dive in, tell us a little bit about your story and the, quote-unquote, you are not your scars. I love
2: that. Well, you touched on, on some aspects of my story. I am an abuse survivor, a rape survivor, and a domestic violence survivor who's actually lived in hiding under a fake name. Um, I've been homeless and lived in my car, as you mentioned. (laughs) Um, I've eaten food restaurants were throwing away at the end of the night. Um, And I am a uterine cancer survivor. And also, as you mentioned, a a medical miracle. So I've been hearing you'll be dead by since uh, 2000. And they first said I'd be dead by Christmas of 2000. And I continued to hear that all the way through my uterine cancer journey in 2019. So where You Are Not Your Scars came from was after my third cancer surgery uh, in 2019. I looked down at my uh, belly, which was now sliced and diced, and there were Mm -hmm. 13 incisions and it definitely looked like Edward Scissorhands and uh, and Freddy Krueger got in you know in a fight on on my belly and I just remember looking at that and having a, a rare pity party I'm pretty resilient and I don't usually allow myself to wallow in the depth but I had a pity party and I kind of entitled thinking, wouldn't you think I, I just looked at that, and I was like, oh, my God, who's going to ever want to look at that? And, you know, mm-hmm. I can't wear a bathing suit anymore. And, just you know, I went down the rabbit hole that mm-hmm. so many of us can relate to. Mm-hmm. And then I heard loud and clear, Ellie, you are not your scars.
1: Oh, love that.
2: And it just resonated so deeply with me that we're not what's happened to us. We're not the emotional scars, the physical scars, the the psychological scars. We're not our events and circumstances. We are so much more than that. And I think, you know, if I was going down the rabbit hole, so many of us go down that rabbit hole and entrap ourselves. Uh-huh. We create these mental prisons and these stories about the events and circumstances that can keep us stuck. And so you are not your scars as a reminder to me and to everyone out there that you are not your your circumstances, you are not your events, you are not your past, you are not uh, anything external. You are a divine, amazing, incredible, being that has so much to offer and whose soul and spirit and purpose transcends anything else.
1: Well, that's beautiful. And interestingly enough, about every once in a while, I'll subscribe to Psychology Today and after the six issues, I say, okay, enough of the psych stuff. But anyway, (laughs) um, so, so I just subscribed recently. I get my first issue just the other day. And interestingly enough, there's an article a big long article you are not you are getting past your past right i only read about half yeah. of it and i was like Ugh. however interestingly enough the 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 gist of the article is actually that it really if you take your past and your wounds and and that becomes your story that can be really really deadly um and i like that i like that a lot because i think that it's it's too easy Um, for us to kind of say, oh, well, this happened to me, or that happened to me, and and so that's why I'm this way. And you become that story. So, but how... I want to go back to your... the beginning when you were saying that you would eat leftover uh, restaurant food. First of all, how did that happen?
2: So I went to, I started college in uh, Los Angeles at a small private school and I had, my my family didn't have money, so I had scholarships and I had grants and, and all the things. And I had an absolutely horrific uh, year there with many uh, events that were reported and the university did nothing about it. and. Uh, so at the end of the first year, I was like, I'm not going back. Mm-hmm. But my parents didn't have any money, and I didn't have any money, and I didn't have anywhere to go. So mm-hmm. I started working in a management training center and worked my way up the ranks, and they sent me to Texas. And they wanted me to partner with someone that had an office there and really develop the region. So I got to Texas. And I met this person, and everything in me was like, nope, absolutely not. <laughs> I am not working with that person. And so here I was in a new state. I didn't end up taking the job, so they didn't reimburse me in my travel, my moving expenses. So I'm there with no money, nothing but my Toyota Trussell hatchback, and no jobs, and not knowing anyone. And so, I was living in my Toyota Tercel hatchback. And when you don't have anything, you don't have anything. So I was I was parking the car in like Motel Six and and Red Roof Inns and places like Super Eight, places that were well lit and had enough traffic coming and going that they wouldn't they wouldn't really think much of you know an, another car in the parking lot. And I also knew that they had bathrooms in the lobby and they had those shrink wrap donut sticks. (laughs) And they had um, apples and they had newspapers with free local calls, which is, I would sit, yes, this was back in the day where you opened a physical newspaper and looked at the classifieds. Mm -hmm. And so I would sit in in the corner of the lobby and use the local phone and, and try to get a job. But during that time, You know, I'd I'd take a a plastic wrap donut stick for breakfast and I'd take an apple for lunch and I'd make the phone calls and do the things, but then what? And so I would go to, like, Kentucky Fried Chicken or Taco Bell or McDonald's right before closing because I knew that at the end of the night they were going to have food that they were going to throw away, and so... I'd go about five minutes to closing and I'd ask if they if they had any leftovers that they were gonna throw away. And invariably they did, and of course they're gonna give it to you. But for health code, you're like, well, we have to wait till after we close and then we have to put it in a bag and we have to put it outside by the dumpster, but we won't put it oh in the gosh. dumpster and we'll make sure that, you know, we give you silverware and all the things. Oh. Um, and so, like, it, it was fine. Um, it, a lesson in humility, for sure. But uh, yeah, they were always willing to to give me what they were, you know, gonna throw away anyway. Did you feel humiliated? Uh, initially, initially there was a little bit of really, am I doing this? How did I get here? Ugh. but Ugh. then you know, you got to do what you got to do, right. and I knew because. I'm so resilient, and I'd had a, a lifetime of resiliency by that point already, um, that this too shall pass, and ah. that I would be resourceful, because so many people say, well, I don't have the money, or I don't have the education, or I don't have this, that, or the other, but here's the reality. The cold, hard reality is it's never about resources. It's always about resourcefulness. And so I knew that I am really resourceful and that I would figure it out.
1: And how did you do that? What happened from there?
2: So I...
1: You found I a job, did, obviously. Yeah,
2: well, actually, yeah, it was my, my big foray into entrepreneurship. Because, you know, I had done little entrepreneurial things, you know, like babysitting or teaching or tutoring or that kind of thing. Uh, up until that point, but what I realized as I was sitting in the lobby of Motel 6 or Red Roof Inn or Super 8, looking at the classifieds, is that there were a whole lot of classifieds looking for receptionists, looking for salespeople, looking for managers, and I had already been working in a management training center, and I was really good. Mm -hmm. I was the top person, which is why they wanted me to move to. Texas and open up that region. And so I thought to myself, hey, wait a minute. What if I could recruit and train receptionists, salespeople, and managers, and then farm them out to all these businesses that are looking for salespeople, receptionists, and managers, and then they would get a ready-made A person who's already trained that they don't have to spend the time and money to train and then I bet they would give me some kind of training fee or referral fee or placement fee. And so I started then calling around to all these companies that were looking for receptionists and salespeople and managers and finding out from them what characteristics you need Mm -hmm. your people to have, what skill sets do you want developed, what would make an ideal candidate.
1: I would be... Oops, I'm sorry. I, do, I do, We knew. I'm sorry. We need to t- take a short break. I was just listening s- so much, and it's like, whoops! That's right. Kevin told me f- several minutes ago that we needed to take a break, so um, we do need to take a break. But I am curious um, when we come back. Obviously, I want you to finish that thought, but also what you think it takes to be resourceful, because not everybody, not everyone takes that road. You know, there's there's uh, you know people who unfortunately will end up on a park bench and that's just I'm not saying it's fine with them necessarily but that's where they land and they, they don't take that um, they, they don't take whatever is needed inside of them is either not coming out or they don't have it so I'd love your thoughts on that when we come back listeners stay with us here don't go anywhere This is I appreciate you hanging out with me. More talk on the way here on 95.9 WATD.
3: Tides is beachside dining at its best all year round. Located at the end of the Nahant Causeway, directly on Nahant Beach, the ocean views from the dining room and the pub can't be beat. Tides specializes in casual dining with food that's delicious, not pretentious. On a warm day, enjoy a frosty pint at their bar or the sun-drenched deck on Nahant Beach. Or enjoy an incredible meal in their dining room anytime. Tides guarantees you great atmosphere with superior service. The menu at Tides is full of fresh, high-quality seafood, prime rib, chicken, pasta, and pizza that everyone will love. Check out the drink menu at Tides for fun cocktails, 30 ice-cold beers on tap, and their well-rounded wine list with state-of-the-art tap wines. Tides is unbeatable anytime, summer or winter, lunch or dinner, rain or shine. Visit tidesnahan.com. You need help around the house. You need a handyman. How do you find just the one you're looking for? Go to locally owned and operated HandymanConnection.com. Handyman Connection puts you in touch with one of their carefully screened and background checked craftsmen. You get the best help around for maintenance, installation, and remodeling services, carpentry, tiling, and flooring, and assistance with aging-in-place upgrades to your home. Handyman Connection also provides you with free in-home estimates and a one-year written warranty on labor from one of their experienced professionals. Call 781-829-3030 or visit handymanconnection.com. Your connection to Quality Craftsmen on the South Shore. One call, one connection.
0: This is LifeTog Mr.
1: I'm Francesca Luca, and you're listening to Talk with Francesca on 959 WATD. All right, we are back. Welcome back, Ellie. Thank you. So before okay. the, the the break, um, you know, I, I think it was interesting to hear that you were able to be so resourceful rather than sort of wallow in uh, what wasn't going right and kind of get stuck in that. And But I don't think that everyone necessarily is, I guess, that is resilience, isn't it? Um, and, and, you know, so I'd be curious either to, I guess, Two parts of the question is, one is, do you think that it's something that you can cultivate or do you think that it's something that is just internal? Thank goodness I feel like I, I internally have it or I've cultivated it, either or, but I think, I believe I have it. Um, but, you know, no, like I said, not everyone does, and so I'm curious what your thoughts are on that.
2: I think absolutely it's something that can be cultivated and everyone can have it. Not everyone chooses to have it. So the key to, to being resourceful is having a very clear why. You need to have a burning desire, that fire in your belly. And if you haven't identified your why, then there's no reason for you to get up and keep going. You don't have that fight in you. Well, so first explain step, that. Go a little
1: further on that. Like, I mean, in your case, it would be why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I need an apartment. I need food. I need right. That's like the basics. No, some... that's
2: never going to be enough. That that's kind of why not enough. Okay. I mean, like that internal fire in your belly that you are going to claw, scratch, crawl your way. Through glass and fire and anything else that comes your way to get to the other side. That hunger in your belly. So the the surface level uh, is not going to sustain you because when the going gets tough, it's much easier to say, oh, forget it. That's way too hard or I can't get it or to lose hope. But when you have that that burning desire, that absolute fire in your belly, Mm -hmm. then... You get the grip. And so a lot of people just don't take the time to dig deep. So a good example would be you can be sick as a dog, but if you're a mom of a, a baby and your baby's hungry, your baby's crying, your baby's in pain, you will drag yourself out of bed to feed your baby to take care of your baby. If you're by yourself and and there's no one else that can do it, it does not matter how sick you feel. It does not matter. You will get up. Yep. So that is, that's kind of the level of why. It has to be super deep and a driving force. And so there's an exercise people can do called Seven Levels Deep. And so a lot of times if you just ask someone, hey, why do you want to be successful? They'll say, oh, because I want to make money. And then you say, great. Why do you want to make money? And they'll say, oh, because I want to live a comfortable life. Great. Why do you want to live a comfortable life? Oh, because it's easy and, and less stressful. Oh, okay. So why do you want an easy and less stressful life? Well, because you know, I saw my parents work really, really hard, and I saw the, to- the toll that it took on them. Hmm. So why, you know, see what I'm saying? So you keep digging, you keep digging, you keep digging, you keep digging, and when you get to your core why, it's emotional. And, it will you'll feel a shift in your belly and you'll often burst into tears like it's it's emotional and if you're not at that level Mm -hmm. then you're not there yet keep digging so it's a big difference between having a why that's in your head a logical rational why and that emotional in your soul why so when you find that that true why, that's in your very soul, your very being,
0: mm-hmm.
2: that's when no matter what happens, you will find a way to get that up. And before the break, you asked about like the park bench scenario. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that the difference is when there are mental health issues or uh, substance abuse yeah. uh, issues, Mm-hmm. Uh that mm-hmm. adds a whole other layer of complexity because if you are not in that presence to be able to do something like seven levels deep <laughs> yep. you know, if you're not in that space present right to be able to right. do the work to explore right. then you're not able to access the parts of you that you need to access to do the things you need to do to change your situation. And so in those situations, you know, when there's mental health issues or substance abuse issues, the first step is is to get help for that so that you can be truly present in your body. You can actually make the decisions that you need to make to help you get where you want to go right sometimes you do
1: need support I remember this was many years ago I haven't talked to this guy in a long time he's an old friend and and um, he was going through a divorce and uh, he was living in Boston and and he really didn't you know he was in a, a tough space, and every day, um, so he rented an apartment. And every day he would go to the uh, library in Boston, and that's where he would work out of. And but every day there was this woman who was homeless, and and um, and he would see her, and you know first he said hello to her, and she would look at him like leave me alone. Um, it was a really interesting, interesting story, and you know then you know one day he brought her a sandwich and tried to talk to her she took the sandwich but didn't want any part of him but slowly but surely he nurtured the relationship well we kind of had lost touch and then um when we reconnected I asked him whatever happened you know with that that girl because I just thought it was sort of interesting the way he had started you know had developed a relationship with this woman well years later I mean he had got her off the street Helped her to get an apartment, got her a computer. She was working. I mean, he really changed. He ended up getting a hold of her parents. He really changed her life. And as it had turned out, she was a victim of um, sexual assault, and it just it really did her in there for a while. But. What I'm saying is that you know what it was just amazing how the universe came together and for whatever her karma, I don't know what you want to call it, but you know, he was there at the right time. And you know, what's really amazing is not only did he totally help turn someone's life around that desperately needed it, but guess what? It also turned his life around because instead yeah. of him wallowing in his really tragic and it was a tragic uh, divorce. Um you know, so, I mean, that's like the epitome, of, in my opinion, of resourcefulness. But um, so I just thought that was really kind of an interesting story. But what I want to ask you now is about your why. Like, yeah. wh- why did you, you know, because I, as I had said, I'm not sure that you heard me correctly. But what I was saying is that. Um, your that I thought your why was, well, of course, you needed food, you needed an apartment, you needed life, you had you needed the basics. So, of course, you're going to, um, you know, be resourceful. But not necessarily, because not everybody, we just, we just talked about how not necessarily everyone can dig that deep and pull that out of themselves, and sometimes people do need support. So what was your why about?
2: Yeah, my why is always about uh, at the core of it is it's my way of making sense of everything that's ever happened to me. So my why is I have to get back up and I have to serve and I have to help others because otherwise, why did I keep going? Otherwise, why did I fight through things as a child? Otherwise, why, you know, I could have, Things would have been much easier if I just would have given up and died, you know, a long time ago. But the fact that I have always figured it out and been resourceful and fought through and had that hunger in my belly. I've had the hunger in my belly to serve the underdog literally since I was a baby. So if you ask me at three what I wanted to to be when I grew up, I wanted to be a a United States Supreme Court justice. (laughs) So it's literally always been in my belly of giving a voice to the voiceless, of shining a light on injustice, for fighting against injustice. And then, of course, you know, everything happened to me and my voice was taken over and over and over again, which I don't find... Isn't it ironic? But mm. not because it really honed the skills. And the universe has a way of really challenging when you say you want something, it goes but be but careful do you really? what
1: you w- be careful what <laughs> what you wish for. We do need to take a short break, but I am curious when we come back. Did you ever ask why is this all happening to me? Listeners, when we come back, uh, Ellie will give us that answer, so stay with us here. francesca Luca, and you're listening to talk with francesca on 95.9 watd plan a wonderful evening in boston's north end highlighted by one of the neighborhood's best kept secrets antico forno renowned as one of the world's most authentic italian restaurants antico forno provides you with an unforgettable dining experience featuring world-class traditional italian dishes cooked in their beautiful brick oven Outdoor dining is now available, too. Whether seated inside or enjoying an evening under the stars, when you eat at Antico Forno, you feel like part of the family. Antico Forno is open seven days a week. See their menu and make your reservation online at AnticoFornoBoston.com. Who doesn't go to the hair salon to liven up their looks? Though sometimes you look worse on the way out than you did walking in. You can expect something different at Hair Design Fationa with a super modern feel that can hardly be mistaken for suburban. A full-service hair salon, they offer cuts, color, highlighting, and formal design. Fationa is originally from Europe where she owned her own salon. With an impressive following, she won't disappoint. I know because I can tell you from my own experience, I felt transformed and you will too. So if you're looking to turn a few heads, call Fation today at 781-964-3770. Conveniently located at 834 Washington Street in Braintree, or visit her on Facebook. That number again is 781-964-3770. Call today. You'll be thrilled. I know you will.
3: Hey, this is James Woods and you're listening to Talk with Francesca
1: on 959 WATD. And we are back and I am speaking with Ellie Sheffi. Ellie, um so you have had quite um an experience in your life. Did you ever ask why is this all happening to me? I mean, you've gone through a lot. I mean, you know, just a lot. <laughs> you know, yeah. Right? I mean, just... Defying doctors' uh, death deadlines and, and, you know, being a survivor of abuse, this could really, you know, create a lot of post-traumatic stress in someone. And, you know, it's one thing to be able to say, well, you know, I'm going to look at it from the positive side. But, you know, it's, it's only human to when we get sad and are feeling grief to spiral down, that's that's part of human nature. And, yes, I mean, there is a difference between spiraling down and down and down and pulling yourself out of it. But, um, you know, not easier said than done.
2: Yeah. So I've had moments, especially when I was young, when I was like, why? Why <laughs> so much? Like, enough mm-hmm. already. And what I learned, and it goes back to always wanting to be the voice give a voice to the voiceless and to, you know, fight for injustice and to be an advocate is you are most powerfully poised to serve the person you once were. And how, how could I possibly give a voice to the voiceless if I didn't know what it felt like to have my voice taken? How could I possibly truly advocate with empathy and compassion and with the, a fire in my belly if I haven't walked through it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So how could I fight, really fight for, for you know, to, to close disparate treatment in education and medical care and access to transportation and, you know, all the things if I hadn't experienced it? There is a very, it's so different if you're an outsider trying to be the savior on the white horse Mm. versus if you have walked through it. Right. If you have walked through it, you have a very different perspective. You operate from a different place. You have a different hunger in your belly. You are much more relatable uh, because you have actually navigated it. And so it's it's what you said. Be careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. Um, when you say you want something, the universe is going to say, "But do you really? Because <laughs> if you really want it, I'm going to give it to you." Yeah, and no kidding, you're huh? Tell me how much you want it. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know.
1: Um, so, what are what, what would you say are some practices for creating
2: that kind of resilient mindset? So, there are a few things that anyone can do. These are all free. It's not dependent on your education or what you have or what you know. So, the first thing is something that I actually learned at 10 years old because I happened to see a late night Tony Robbins infomercial. (laughs) And it stuck with me, and it has actually been my guiding force and my North Star, and it has allowed me to navigate everything I've navigated. So what I learned at 10 was two things. The first, life happens for me, not to me.
0: Mm.
2: And so when I can embrace a life happens for me mentality, then that means that when things are going wonky when the avalanche is happening and the walls are caving in and and things are not great, I can direct my focus and ask myself, where is the growth in this? Where is the lesson in this? Where is the blessing in this? Where is the opportunity in this? And so by directing my focus and actively asking myself a question, I am focusing on the opportunity, the lesson, the growth, the blessing. I am training myself to seek answers. I am training myself to seek solutions. I am training myself to seek opportunity. And so what's wrong is always available, right? Our brain is wired for survival. Our brain is wired to be on high alert because that's how you know if the bear is coming to eat you. So our brain is wired to look for the bad, to look for the danger, and we can train our brain because it's not innate, it's a practice that takes work every day, takes conscious choice and presence and practice to train ourselves instead to find the good, to find the growth, to find the lesson, to find the blessing. And the reason why that is so, so, so important is because if you focus on the problem, you won't see the solution. You're in the negative Nelly space. And there are biochemical reactions that happen. There are actual chemicals that are released in our brain that then affect our, our physiology that then create it's a trickle-down effect, mm-hmm. it's a domino.
1: Sure, yeah, it's it's an energy so, thing too.
2: Yep, and so when we consciously direct our focus to look for good, to look for opportunity, to look for solution, there's a different biochemical reaction that happens. And so you're biohacking your your state to be able to persevere to find the strength to keep going. So so important. Life happens for you, not to you. Do you ever fall off the wagon, Ellie? Not for more than a second or two. I am (sighs) so conditioned on that. So I might have a little itty-bitty blip where I start to go, and I notice right away when that happens, Mm -hmm. the... The, the physiology, the, the physical reaction of my face. So when we start, like words have power and we can all relate to this. Mm-hmm. If someone says, how are you? And your answer is, oh my God, I'm so tired and so overwhelmed and I have so many things to do today and I don't know how I'm gonna get it all done. If you pay attention to your your physiology, you're gonna notice that your heart rate elevates, your heartbeat's faster, your breathing gets more shallow, you feel more tense, there's a weight on your chest. Whereas if someone says, how are you doing today? And your answer is, I am amazing. Today is incredible. The sun is shining. I get to have all these meetings and I get to speak with all these amazing people. Your heart rate slows down. Uh, there's a lightness and a brightness and a pep in your steps. Uh, you can breathe more deeply. there and. Oxygen moves everything in your system around. So there are physiological reactions to the words that we use and to the thoughts that we have. And so learning to control those, Mm -hmm. training ourselves to control those is really the, the first step to taking back your power, to building that resilient mind, to maintaining it, to being able to get up when life knocks you down. And how do you do that? So how do you do it? Well, when you focus on the opportunities and the solutions, then you see the solutions. And you're like, oh, there is an answer to the problem. I need to do this and this and this. And you're coming at it from a different perspective. And you're able to then move into that. The other big thing I learned uh, as that 10-year-old child is change your story, change your life. And so it's that same thing of language, watching the language that you use because words create the physiological response. So when we consciously choose to use empowering language, empowering words, and we embrace an empowering perspective, and we live in gratitude, then we have a different physiological state and were able to to solve things, to show up differently. So it's, it's exactly what you described with your friend who was going through the divorce. Initially, it was a, a tragic divorce. It was awful. He wasn't feeling so great. Then he started helping the homeless woman, and it shifted his perspective.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
2: And it changed how he viewed his divorce it changed how he showed up in the world it changed his his emotional state his mental state perspective is key there is always 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 someone somewhere in the world that has it worse and so when when my pain was excruciating i would remember And I would say, oh, thank God I can feel pain in every cell of my body. Because there are people who are paralyzed from the neck down that will never feel pain in their body that would give anything to feel the pain that I was feeling. Thank God I can feel pain in my hands or my feet because I have hands or feet. And that means that also, if I'm feeling the pain, the nerves are connected, the synapses are firing, the messages are traveling, because there are so many people that would give anything mm-hmm. to, to have that be the case. They're paralyzed, they, they're amputees, they have uh, neurological conditions, whatever the case may be. So there's always a way to choose an empowering perspective and to be grateful for whatever it is that you're going through. It's also an amazing way when you reframe that whatever you're going through, that test will become your testimony. Those scars will become your celebration and your story that can empower someone else where you can serve in a different way. You cannot help someone truly if you have not navigated what they have been through. And so it's, it's this beautiful gift that we get to use what's happened to us to help others. Were you always this
1: way or did this come from what you had gone through? I mean did you always have this incredible attitude?
2: Oh no. I trained myself for it. Mm. I learned it. Mm. The exact same things that I'm sharing. Yeah. I learned as that ten year old child. And it took practice and practice and practice, and it still takes practice it's a daily it's a moment by moment choice mm-hmm. where focus goes energy flows and and like I said, what we what's wrong is always available. I mean look around there's a whole lot happening in the world right now that is not so happy. But what 's right is also available, like your friend who helped the homeless person, mm-hmm. like the kindness and the compassion that that he showed her that has changed her life and his, and the ripple effect that is happening as a result of that
1: right so, We are going to take another short break, but when we come back, um, I know that you know some of the things that are you know that you really promote is um, learning how to say no, putting yourself on the top of your to-do list without guilt or shame or explanation, uh, being present without guilt, shame or explanation, um, you know, standing up, showing up, speaking up. I know that's all kind of a philosophy of yours. So the focus is really on taking care of of you without that guilt. So when we come back, I'd like you to share with our listeners how you go about doing that without, as I said, the guilt, the shame, or the explanation. So listeners, stay with us here. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back.
4: More talk with Francesca coming right up on 95.9 WATD. A whole new house is a lot right now. Redesigning your current home could be just what you're looking for. Consult with interior designer Grace Beltrame. If you're just moving in or would like to get the most out of where you've been, Grace Beltrame can make any house a home or your current home even homier. Find the best color scheme for any room. Bring out the brilliance every room was meant for with a lighting and floor plan. Grace Beltrame is also a professional organizer. Find out what you've been missing in the kitchen and make your closet space pop with organizational elegance. You know those shows where someone rehabilitates a home they just bought? Your project is just an after picture waiting to happen. It doesn't have to belong to anybody but you. Call Grace Beltrame today at 508-493-8604. 508-493-8604 and bring out the beauty in your home
3: need a reliable place for your pet does your dog crave extra stimulation instead of social isolation sign up for doggy daycare at the dog's den in pembroke with two separate yards and plenty of supervision your dog will have a ball and tug-of-war toys and plenty of new friends the dog's den also specializes in grooming Each groomer at The Dog's Den has decades of experience and will leave your furry friend refreshed and ready for their next adventure. Schedule your grooming or daycare today at thedogsdengrooming.com.
4: Looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terramia Ristorante, a true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's north end. This cozy trattoria with stucco walls and beam ceiling specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisine here, the atmosphere is elegant, yet understated. Since opening in 1993, Terramia Ristorante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing. And best of all, it's reasonably priced. The best-kept secret is worth the trip. Call 617-523-3112. That's 617-523-3112. Or visit Terramiaristorante.com.
1: You're listening to Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca Luca. The talk continues on 95.9 WATD. And we are back. So, Ellie, before the break, we had talked about basically taking care of you is really kind of what it comes down to, being able to say no without feeling guilty or shame or explanation, um, putting yourself on the top of your to-do list. Um, So, you know, just a number of different things that I know that you, you have that philosophy. So how do you do that and why do you do that?
2: Well, an empty vessel has nothing to give, and you are of no good to your children, your partner, your job, your community, yourself, if you are depleted. And as women in particular, we are so programmed to say yes to everything, to serve, 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 give, 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 to take care of everyone else first, and what happens is We have a to-do list that is as long as Mount Everest is high, and we're not even on the list. Uh I mean, we're not, forget being near the bottom, we're not even on the list. Self-care does not exist on the list. And we run ourselves ragged, saying yes to everything, and then we get worn down, and then we get resentful. And then here's this snowball that affects not only us, but everyone around us
1: right exactly
2: and we're we're just not taught that no is a complete sentence <laughs> no is a complete sentence people it's not an invitation for a debate it's not an invitation for a negotiation how many times when we say no to something does someone counter with but but what about this or what about that no no is a complete sentence and you can say no and you don't have to explain yourself and you don't have to entertain a negotiation. you can just say no. And when we frame it from a uh, the perspective of when we fill our cup first, when we have a self-care practice, whether that's going to the gym, as an outlet, whether that's meeting your girlfriends once a week for a cup of coffee, whether that's getting out in nature and taking a walk, whether that's closing the bathroom door so your kids let you use the restroom in peace, whatever (laughs) the the dog may be. (laughs) Right, right, you know, whatever the case may be, coming up with those boundaries that protect your peace, that protect your spirit that preserves your energy, that allows you to refuel. When we shift the paradigm to serving from the overflow of our cups, not depleting our cups, then we are able to actually serve on a much higher level. We are more present and more patient with our children. We are more present and more patient and more engaged with our, our partner we're more efficient in our work, we are more present and engaged with our community involvement. So when you're not even on your to-do list or when you're constantly feeling the need to explain or cave on your boundaries or not even have boundaries, uh, you're really harming everyone, including yourself. So understanding that an empty vessel has nothing to give And if you can keep your cup full and serve from the overflow, you have more peace, more joy, more efficiency, more connection, more presence with every aspect of your life. I would agree with that. We're
1: going to, th- in this last segment, we're going to shift a little bit, and I'm going to ask you, hopefully you you don't mind me asking you some personal questions, um, but, sure. okay, so so what is the most important thing in your life, and what would you do if you lost it? How would you deal with it? The, imp-
2: the most important thing uh, in my life is the ability to serve, and like I said, that is my core why it's the only way that I can make sense of walking through every fire I've walked through
0: Mm -hmm.
2: uh, because any one of them is a lot but to have all of them uh, is really a lot and so I have to believe at my in my heart of hearts that I have walked through everything so that I can help other people navigate their challenges so that I can help someone else not feel what I felt or not, th- to be able to navigate with mm-hmm. more ease, to to be to help others know that they're seen and heard and valued and that they're worthy and that they matter. And so that really is my core why.
1: So, and yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so based on where you come from, what would you say is the best advice that you could give to someone who is in need of hope?
2: That you matter. Like that, the best advice is to really remember that you matter and that you can get through it. I'm a huge fan of the sticky note when I was early in my journey and I did not believe any of this. And people would tell me, you can do it. And I'd be like, no, I can't. And they'd be like, you can, you matter. And I'd be like, no, I don't. (laughs) And and they'd say, uh, you know, you're strong. And I'd say, no, I'm not, and all the things. And so the sticky note uh, was super helpful. I would put sticky notes everywhere. I would put them on my night- at my nightstand. I'd put them on the bathroom mirror. I'd put them on the dashboard of my car. I'd put them next to the coffee pot. I'd put them on the refrigerator. I would keep a sticky note uh, in my purse. Uh, I would stick one to the back of my cell phone. I needed constant, constant, constant reminders. Because like you said, this is a practice. You are training yourself. You are reprogramming yourself. So it takes that repetition. And I would write out all the things I wanted to feel, all the things I wanted to believe. I am strong. I am powerful. I am present. I am healthy. I am healed. I am loved. I am loving. I am worthy. I am seen. I am heard. I am valued. You know, God's oceans, God's abundance flows through me like oceans. You know, whatever the case may be, whatever resonates with you, I would write them all down everywhere. And then I created a routine where I would say them out loud many times a day. When I was at the bathroom mirror, you know, before I brushed my teeth, say them all out loud. Every time I was at a stoplight, read them off the dashboard, say them out loud. When I was taking a walk outside, every time I got to the end of a block, I would read them off the back of my cell phone. It is a practice where you train yourself to do it. And, And eventually it sinks in, and eventually something shifts. How do you unwind, Ellie? Uh, For me, it's travel. Uh, I love to travel. Uh, For me, it's also anything art, music, culture, uh, that kind of thing where I can feel the music, I can get into someone's story. Um, I love all, anything art, music, culture, travel, food, food, Any of that. Love it, love it, love it.
1: We just have about two minutes left, and I hate to put you in a box, but I want to ask you in the next two minutes what is the quality that best defines you, and if you have time for why?
2: The quality that best defines me is aligned. I work every single day to remain aligned in my vision, in my mission, in my ethics, in my integrity, in my purpose, in my actions, in my words, in my presence, in everything that I do. And for me, it's critical to be aligned, to be authentic and transparent, to live and stand in my integrity with ethics. And when I'm aligned, things are clearer, they're easier. I have more fire in my belly. I have more clarity of path and purpose I'm more open and present. And so I I would invite all of the listeners to examine where are you out of alignment and what can you do to realign so that you can come home to yourself, your true authentic self, and then show up unapologetically as you in the world.
1: Well, Ellie, you are just an amazing woman. Now, do you... Um do you have a workshop coming up? You are not your scars, or am I mistaken with that?
2: I I regularly do. You are not your scars and free by design. Um, I also help regularly have workshops helping people to write books and tell their stories um, because your message matters, mm. and you have a message that someone in the world is waiting to hear. And what's your website you there?
1: Great. What's your website? So you can
2: go to elliesheffi That's E-L-L-I-E-S-H-E-F-I dot com. Ellie Sheffy dot com.
1: All right. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us on uh, Talk with Francesca. And I forgot the name. Of- <laughs> of my show what, what am I who am I uh, thank you for being with us tonight it's really been a pleasure you really had me like so focused I forgot who I was uh, anyway thank thanks you so again for
2: having me alright
1: you take care alright we've got to wrap things up and say goodnight I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did super interesting see you next week same time same place make it a great week what if you took
0: the time to really soak it in so let you go September the morning like snow without